Hey everyone, this is Dan, videographer and podcast producer for The Niche Movement. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. This is going to be part two of our interview with Vincent Velasquez. If you missed part one, be sure to go back and check it out. Enjoy. Hey everybody, Kevin O'Connell with The Niche Movement Podcast. I have a super fun and new episode with our first in-person guest, Vin Velasquez from Hurricane Productions. He is a New Jersey native, which is very fitting for this episode to be the first in-person guest. He's a Rutgers alum. And really what we talked about, and I really think this is a great, great episode to listen to. We actually uh, might be cutting us up into two parts, but we talked about how he started his business from scratch at the age of 16, and I've been plugging away ever since. How he got his first uh, pseudo internship with the Star Ledger and, and how he did that and broke through the noise. And so there's some great tips there. And he also talked about the moments you put yourself out there, which has been in previous podcast episodes that Hannah and I have talked about. So he talked about the moment you put yourself out there, be it a blog, talking to a client, saying, yes, we can do this, and like, oh shit, we gotta figure out how to do it now. He really goes into the depth of that time he puts himself out there that really comes back full circle and has kept him going. So we go on a lot of different tangents. There's a lot of great value in here for both people that are trying to do the side hustle entrepreneurship route, as well as, hey, I'm in the full-time job and I need to make some changes. Really encourage you to listen in and connect with Vin. Uh, but again, one of my favorite episodes. Glad we got this going. And if you are a guest that would like to be Skyped in or come to DC, we would love, love to interview you. Enjoy this episode. Thank you. So I'm, I'm very intrigued by people like you and I are and just even your ambition because it came from a very young age. Um, if someone came in here that didn't have that ambition, like what would you tell them? Or like, or how would you maybe spark that in them? Um, because I don't think everybody either sees those opportunities or, or has that ambition. Like, let me go balance a lump of things. Let me go email that person. But they do want to be happy. They do want that career. Um, like, what, what would you t- tell them? I would, I would tell them they need to practice. Whatever they're doing in their current workspace, yeah. they need to take those opportunities and practice here because it's a safe environment. They have, they have different systems in place to where like, they really can't fail too majorly. Their, their biggest mistake is not going to hurt their company. So it might, but you know, not yeah. on a big scale. So yeah. I think if they could start with communication within their company and then try little risks here and there, give it three months, give it six yeah. months. You're not going to jump off the ledge right away. Yeah. So if you're just willing to change your day a little yeah. bit, Try that. Talk to your boss more or talk to people who talk to your boss yeah. more. And if there's a project in you or there's something that could be done differently, yeah. change that one thing there yeah. and see how it feels. Yeah. It's either going to be for you or it's not. That is. And that's a good point. I, um, I think it's uh, one of the girls that helped edit the book, she said it and I, we put it in the book. It's like you don't know what you want to do unless you start doing things you don't want to do. Like mm-hmm. You realize what you want to cross off your list. Really good point. Uh, so you said here... And this is where I kind of maybe want to talk about more like selling yourself. Uh, you said, convince people that you're up for the task. Uh, what does that mean and, and how, how do you do that? Well, I'll use a recent client, for example. We got connected through a vendor that we had good relations with. And they were like, these are the guys that you need to help you out. This is the company. Talk to the people there, and I found that they needed one specific thing, okay. but they didn't even realize all the things that they needed around it. They were throwing a, a launch event for a brand new car dealership that they just opened. Just Audi, yeah. Audi, yeah. yeah. They needed lighting. What's lighting? Do we need video lights? Do we need uh, decor lighting? Do we need yeah. party lights? Like, what lighting do you need, <laughs> right? So that turned into, well, you also need sound, and you also need video, and you need all these things. And he's like, can you do all this stuff? And I'm like, 
that's what we do. It's awesome. We were we were introduced as a lighting company, but if you look at our portfolio, you know, that's built over a long period of time, we can do all of that too. Yeah. And the funny story of my blog that I wrote about is he asked for a DJ at the end, which he had no idea <laughs> that's, that that's the core started, yeah. of what we do. That's really the core. It's <laughs> kind of like if you watch um, sometimes even football, yeah. sometimes you forget there's a game going on in the yeah, field because yeah. of all the Such merchandising, so much other stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the core of what we were doing, we were a DJ company for many, many, many wow. years. Still, that's the core. That's where we, we kind of grow people. And I think there's something there in what we're doing right now in letting people practice in that very comfortable space that we have kind of conquered and then see if they can get to the next level is what I'm doing right now is taking that stuff that I did and applying it to other businesses. If we have guys and girls that can do succeed on that level, then we want to take them and bring them up to the next space. Because you're also, I mean, you're creating experiences, whether it be for a wedding, a launch party, uh, the dance marathon. Mm-hmm. You're creating that experience where it's almost seamless to the person coming through those doors. Right. That's the goal. Yeah. Attention to detail. People yeah. say it all the time, but very rarely do they really do it. Yeah. You know, like it's it's not some of the line items that you think it is. It goes way deeper than that. Yeah. You know, you really have to think deeper when That's it comes cool. to details. Uh, so this is an interesting, starting to go to a segue is, you said, I used to hide the fact that my entrepreneurial past started as a DJ. And actually, it might be fitting to what you just said. DJ was the core of your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said, I recently embraced it. That's, my new, that's, my, that's uh, a new easy task. So I'm curious, what's happened since you embraced that um, and really started putting yourself out there? Um, and now you've, you've been kind of building two businesses. That's no easy task. So like, what does that mean that you've embraced it? And I, I've, obviously, that's how I came across. You started putting yourself out there, your thoughts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what has that done for you? Or what does that feel? How's it, how does it make you feel? I think I, I started to change the conversation because I was really, really uncomfortable because I sometimes equate like DJing to, you know, being a clown or an entertainer, yeah. you know, where yeah. you go to kids' parties and a lot of people think of it that way. In fact, I had one of my old coworkers come and visit us the other day and I brought him around our facilities. Like, I had no idea this is really what it was like, yeah. you know, to do what you do. And... I started talking about numbers and product and uh, how we did in quarter one and how we did you know, our sales in quarter four are actually pretty weak, but we make that up by our other business and what we're doing and how we kind of have them live in synergy. And I started talking about business yeah. with people and how I built a business. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you did or what you do, but if you have numbers and you have stories and you have case studies that work, people are interested in that. And then, oh, by the way, it's a DJ company. Yeah. You know, so, and I'm also, the skill sets that I've learned being in front of 2,500 people, 25 people, one-on-one, you know, that all comes from holding a microphone and having the pressure of delivering a message to people. I realized that I should embrace that because not a lot of people can do that. But I didn't know that because I really enjoyed doing it. So I didn't look at it from the the outsider's perspective. And I started to kind of sit at my desk every morning and kind of look at myself in the playing field and where I fit in. And then once I started doing that, I'm like, this is okay. I can talk about this now. That's awesome. And do you think by putting yourself out there that you've seen both personal and professional success? Yeah, it's been part of me right now being able to sit here and talk to you is I feel so comfortable and, you know, I'm not wearing this because I wanted to impress you. It's that I like to wear this. This is what I, like, I like to put on like a colorful shirt and a suit, blazer, no tie. Sometimes I like to wear a sweatshirt. Sometimes I come into the office and I'm wearing gym clothes because I'm going to go to the gym later on in the day, you know? And if I can do that, I do it. It's whatever I'm feeling that day, I've become very comfortable being. Um, for myself and for my company. I think to our listeners out there, I mean, that's, 
we were talking about earlier the, the scary parts, the where's the next paycheck coming from, the health insurance, all that stuff. That's the, the scariest stuff, but the flexibility that you just alluded to of like, I can wear what I want, I can work with who I want, I can do what I want. Um, you guys decided to come down here, you know, within a week ago, decided to come to DC, like, you can do that. Sure. And uh, I think that's the trade-off of uh, entrepreneurship versus a full-time job, but it's, it's a very difficult trade-off that you also have to hustle your ass off you know, you have to make sure, like you said, I's are dotted, T's are crossed before you can have that flexibility. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you the number of years that I couldn't do any of that. Yeah. You know, and the, the days that I couldn't take off or miss a birthday dinner or something like that, you know, you just, yeah. you don't, it's not worth talking about because if you're going to do it, you're going to experience it. Yeah. And then you and I or you and whoever can talk about yeah. those things and we can relate, you know, yeah. because we know it. Yeah. You know, but you can't really tell somebody that until they do it. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of getting close to wrapping up. I, I think we've really gone through a lot of great stuff here. Um, so to a college graduate um, slash young professional, again, because I know, I know for a fact, I know who the people are out here, out here listening. It's, it's the student affairs professionals like our friends Carrie Locke and mm-hmm. people like that. It's, it's uh, 19, 20, 21, 22 year olds. It's people also in the marketing creative field. Um, so what advice would you offer the people like that at various stages of their career? Like, how do you suggest they put themselves out there? They have to find someone that they really can confide in. Carrie being one of them, even for me, in many, many years, uh, and still, mm-hmm. where I can remember sometimes Carrie and I can talk for 40 minutes, just jamming. Yeah. Like, on her, on her drive up from Howell to New Brunswick, yeah. sometimes she calls me or I call her, and we end up talking about... 15 things that had nothing to do with our initial phone call, you know, and I think that that type of relationship is so important and crucial There's got to be somebody it could be a parent. It could be a sibling. It could be a professor It could be a girlfriend or boyfriend But you have to feel that at that point you can like just let it all out and tell them about that fear And tell them about that want, you know, some people don't want to express their want because they they're fearful of what people are going to react to them with but you have to get it out there and maybe it's you know social media maybe you start a blog or you start writing it somewhere or I carry on a composition book still and I sometimes just jot a couple notes down where I'm not ready to put it on audio or on video yet and in there there's some crazy stuff but it's just for me right now and that composition book we're friends you know sometimes (laughs) you know and we need and I put stuff down there and I read it and I I even pay attention to how I write it with my penmanship sometimes quick thoughts get a quick you know, write some of them get really nice, you know, script and signature because yeah. I want to make sure that I go back and read it. Yeah, I, I think it's what works for everybody. I know I do something similar on my, my iPhone. Um, sometimes I clear my mind, like just going on a bike ride, but I think finding somebody or some way that you can create that relationship with is, is definitely crucial. It's so much more important to strive for the real people yeah. than to strive for like, you know, the Twitterverse where they have a billion follow- yeah. followers yeah. and like, be like, you're my inspiration. Like that's all well and good, yeah. but there are so many more people in your life yeah. that are so much more relatable yeah. that you can, you know, connect yeah. with. And entrepreneurship is lonely, and I also talk about that the job search process is super lonely. You're there in front of a computer at midnight, applying to 15, 20 jobs, you, you, know, you, you don't know who's looking at it. Like it. Both entrepreneurship and the job search journey is very lonely. Mm-hmm. I think uh, definitely building that network of people you can find it is crucial. Agreed. Um, so we might have talked about this a little bit, but how do you suggest um, others, like how, do you, how would you help others figure out what moves them or what excites them? Wow, that's... Uh, you, I think you need to go back to your childhood a little bit. You know, you talk about Legos and you talk about yeah, golf and yeah, you talk about yeah, all those things. Yeah. Those are really important to just maybe reconnect with. Even if 
you know, you, you I, I always wanted to play shortstop for the Yankees, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I want to be Derek Jeter. I, like, I can feel you're a Yankees fan. Yeah, so you know. I can't wait for baseball stuff. Yeah, so, you know, like, but I understood that that wasn't realistic at some point. Mm-hmm. In fact, when I was a junior in high school, I um, quit playing baseball, even though I was on varsity. I quit playing baseball because I really like to write. Yeah. And I then transformed my senior year, the newspaper, into a daily online. Yeah. Uh, and in that process, I had to like go through everything I've been passionate about even you know when I was three years old yeah. and kind of like compartmentalize it and say like where does this fit yeah and what are the themes kind of that yep and I, and like you know I was in third grade I, I made a magazine for my class and I brought I went to I had my parents bring me to Staples or wherever at the time That's and cool. make a copy for everybody I brought it in and I gave them a magazine wow. so I've always had that like entrepreneurship yeah, thing but I didn't know what word yeah. it went with it at the time so I think that if you're looking for something that excites you you have to go back to the roots and I haven't even recalled that third grade story until recently yeah. thinking about man I made a magazine for my entire class in fact my teacher had it was reading time and writing time and I remember saying like I don't want to do either of those I want to make a magazine for the class and she's like is that going to keep you quiet for a half an hour? And I was like, yeah, and I'm going to bring the magazine in. And I did, you know, like, so I wasn't necessarily reading a book or writing on some subject that was on the board. I was like, I want to make a magazine. And she was like, okay, I'll, I'll work with that. So even at... You had the itch at a very young age. You had, the, you had the vision. Didn't know what that was at the time. You know, and I'm still trying to figure out, you know, what that was. It's so. crazy looking back. It is. Yeah. I remember myself like this little person walking up to this teacher's desk asking for permission to make to write a magazine for the yeah. class. Like, yeah. I don't even feel like that person sometimes anymore. But it's just fun to to think about that. So stuff. Vin's advice: be a kid and, and look backwards. Like, what inspired you? It could be third grade. Could be could be college. Could be you know your early twenties. But that's that's really good advice. I wasn't afraid at that moment. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So uh, and it goes back to what you said earlier: is like being in an environment where you can experiment. Yeah. Be a college, be it a club, an organization, a, a job with a boss that supports failure. Yes. So, um, that, this next question very similar, you know, kind of, and it, it, we're not even into it, but it's kind of like, you know, how what would you tell somebody that we're stuck at any stage of life? But mm-hmm. I think, I think that kind of goes with you know helping people get excited mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Um, I love asking this question. I have three more questions for you. What's sure. the best advice you've ever received? Wow, that's like, that's really good. That's re- that's really tough. Um, the best advice I ever received was, I think one of my boss at the time. Um, I, I kind of went to his office and I'm explaining him all these feelings that I have, all these things um, that I'm feeling, and like this inner struggle I'm having, and I want to leave, but I want to stay. I want to help, but I, I need. And he's like, he doesn't mean he said, just go, just go. No one's gonna, no one's gonna say like no, like. Just go do it. Yeah. You know, and, and it was That's like... That's from your current boss. I could have said, I could have been an asshole or said, yeah. stick around. He, he said... He said, like, this is the way you're supposed to do things. This is how we do things. If you yeah. stay here, you're going to go far or whatever. But he was just like, he just looked at me and I'm sitting there like sweating, talking a mile a minute. Yeah. And... I got like butterfly. He's like, just just go, Vin. Just, you know, and, and that was it. I was like, all right, I'm out. You know, like, and that was it. And when I left my job, a lot of people left the job and they got a cake. And it, yeah. I literally left the same way I came home and went home every day. I grabbed my backpack, went down the elevator, and that was it. Never to be, wow. you know, heard of again. No, no, no thing to go with it. Because I knew the people that I wanted to keep in touch with and the people that I wanted to work with in the future, I was going to see them again very mm-hmm. soon. So and you clearly were on something bigger. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. What is, and maybe... Austin can answer this. What's a typical day like for, for you or for Hurricane? Maybe it's not even a day, a weekend. Okay. So 
I'm gonna, I'll switch this up on you a little bit. I've, I've changed the way I do things recently. In 2016, I don't believe in resolutions or anything like sure. that. I just feel like you get a new slate, a new chance, and it actually started with uh, a subscription to a newspaper. I'm getting back to my roots here, right? Where I'm a newspaper guy. I've always been a newspaper guy. Uh, by chance, the tenant who lived in my apartment before me got a free trial to the Wall Street Journal. And it just started coming to the house. Got that free trial this fall. Yeah, I yeah. just canceled it. Though. No, but wait. Let me tell. You, let's see. What, let me tell you what happened. So I get the Wall Street Journal. I'm like, man, this is kind of cool. And I'm like, I don't want it. I left it out there for a couple days. In fact, I might have threw the first week in recycling. And I was like, this thing keeps coming every day. I'm gonna pick it up. So I, I got up and I read it. And I'm like, I got to work at like noon one day because I read the whole paper front to you know front to back. And uh, it was just like I got a late start on the day. So then I started to wake up a little bit earlier. And then I was like. Maybe if I bring a newspaper to the gym, I can get like a workout in while I'm reading. So it all started to me realizing that for a very, very long time, I used to start my day later and go to bed late at night, 1, 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. And I was just like, I still need those hours, but I'm going to start moving those hours to a different place in my day. So now my day starts 6, 7 in the morning, maybe a little bit earlier. Like today, I got up at you know, 5 o'clock in the morning. So I could read the newspaper, go to the Saw gym. Saw your Instagram. You were, you were out on the, on the, on the beach, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I lived three blocks yeah. on the beach. Um, awesome. And so this has been since, since January. So I'm now into March, where every day starts way early. And I'm just trying to find, like, not put those hours of work in uh, at night at 1 or 2 a.m., but, like, 5, 6, 7 a.m. before, like, everybody else is at their desk and emailing me like crazy. Like, get some stuff done that maybe I don't want to do or some stuff that I really want to do, like some passion stuff. Get it done in the morning. Then the rest of my day, I could just kind of do my thing. Spend more time with my girlfriend, make dinner at night, eat healthier. Um, but this is all recent. I used to be very, like... Get to the office 11 or noon, uh, wake up late, yeah. you know, like all that type of stuff, stay up till two. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I was yeah. getting my hustle in at night, but now I'm like, let's try this in the morning. And I love it. And it's all because of the Wall Street Journal. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any, anything you read <laughs> on, you know, the, the, the top 1% or the, the Richard Bransons and the, the, the big entrepreneurs, uh, a lot of them are starting their day before six, five, yeah. six o'clock. You know what's funny about that is like I respect that, yep. but I, I tell people this all the time. I don't know about those things. Yeah. You, you know, gotta like, do it works. You know, like I don't like look at Richard Branson and say like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try that yeah. because like Richard Branson stumbled upon that and it worked for him. Yeah. You know, like, um, and that's the thing like we were talking about before this went on the air. Like we talked about Tony Robbins. I went on a little rant yeah. the other day. I like real people. Yeah, and I don't build businesses that are practitioners of what they do. Yeah, yep. you and I totally agree on that. There's so many small business owners out here, and you know, you could listen to politicians talk about small business owners. You could listen to you know big business talk about small business owners. This is small business owners, and there are so many more like us, and we are really a unique community, yeah. and more of us need to know each other sure. because um, it's such an important thing, and I want to know about your day yeah. and you know somebody else in this building, their day. Yeah. Then I can tell them about my day, but it's my day is not based upon what Tony Robbins said you should live yeah. your day as. Yeah. It just works for me. Yeah. you know. So yeah. um, I'm someone who turns off competition, yeah. Yeah. and I also don't listen to like yeah. a lot of motivational speakers. Yeah. I just don't do it. It's... I think competition is tough, and um, I, I think I, I get a sense of a lot of different, because I have about three or four or five different ventures and, and things going on at any minute, I'm looking at anything from a Twitter followers to a YouTube channel to a book, and it's sometimes very tough to shut that off and just, just keep doing this, producing content, getting work, and, mm -hmm. and moving the ball forward. And I think that would be a very good piece of advice, is like shut off the competition, find your, find your own groove, 
and um, and be a get get your hands dirty. Like actually do the work, and that could be within your business, you know, within your business, in your job, helping your boss. Um, like just get your fingers dirty mm -hmm. and get some work done. Totally. And that goes back to to Vin's whole thing on on uh, you know rethinking the way you sell your portfolio and everything. Mm -hmm. It's actually it's some tenacity. Um, so. I think I think we cover it, and there's a, there's like two other directions, but I think yeah. we're, I think we're gonna have a part two of this right, up, cool. in, up in New Jersey. All right, that sounds good. So, you come to our office, yeah, and we'll film it there, yeah, and we'll do yeah. some stuff. Yeah, that'd be cool. So I'm gonna. I have one more question, Austin or Hannah. You guys want to throw anything our way? Any questions? Any? I don't know how much how many people listen on the Facebook Live or things that you want to pick. I know these guys are sweating because we have like three lights on. Yeah, we're in a closed room. Anything yeah. you guys want to throw our way? Why do you think that, like, maybe you guys both are kind of around the same path? I mean, you seem like very different people, but maybe similar in the way. Could you kind of want to either, like, talk about that and, like, figure out why you're kind of going down this same path? Was it something that maybe hit you early on? Or, yeah. or was it an influence or, yeah. you know, something to that effect? That's yeah. awesome. So. So Austin asked, like, we're both on similar entrepreneur paths, so we were very motivated um, or enthusiastic about seeing things differently, and, um, like, what stemmed from that? And, I mean, that's even the direction I was going to think, but, like, the, you know, I was very introverted, I don't know about you, but for me, I remember being in college, and, um, and there was something that told me, like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur someday. Like, I just loved leading people, meeting people, connecting one another. Uh, you know, we did a lot of fundraising things, programming, and there was something that, like, when I got into higher ed and working at Rutgers, I loved every minute of it and it wouldn't have given me the, the resources and, and skill set to do what I'm doing now. But there was something that was just like, I have a tough time listening to others or a tough time, like when people don't see the same point of view or trend or vision, uh, it was very difficult for me. So I know that's kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing because I see things a little bit differently and want to help others come together. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know what it was for you. Um, what it was. Well, I just, I learned something tremendously just in the past weeks that we've been talking yeah. is like people like me need people like you. Yeah. And what you're doing is pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the fact that like I'm so much more motivated now to write on my blog or like put myself out there and I thank you for that. Thank you. And yes. because you, you gave me feedback yeah. and we're here yeah. and now like... Like that you know somebody actually read that, Exactly, right? exactly. And like that's what's so cool about it so that like none of the time or the effort or the whatever we're doing today is just like an affirmation that you should take away knowing that you affected somebody yeah. Yeah. that's in the same realm as you yeah. that already maybe has broken through some barriers but it's like... I've learned even more yeah. from this experience, yeah. you know, so I will write again and I'll cool. be on more videos because you have encouraged that. Cool. Thank you. And, and this is for the community out there. Again, I don't look at numbers or who's listening to this right now, but please, there's, there's, I know there's going to be somebody that's going to connect or be inspired by our conversation. Um, and so Vin, I want you kind of, I have last question, but how can people connect with you? I want to make sure I don't butcher anything. Right now, let's just do let's do LinkedIn. I'm like really into you know I read in your book you know have an all star LinkedIn profile. I, I got I actually checked mine. I got the star and everything. Um, I'm into LinkedIn. I, I feel like it's a way for people to connect with me without the noise. Yeah. So um, Vincent Velasquez, V E L A S Q U E Z. Uh, you know if you're not looking for the Philadelphia Phillies pitch starting pitcher, you'll find me. 
I'm one of the only ones on there. That's so. right. I did Google that. Yeah. Too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Some people said when I was uh, long story short, I was like, I'm not going to MC anymore. I'm stopping doing that. They're like, why? So you could be, you could pitch every Saturday for the Phillies. Yeah. But no, LinkedIn is where where I'm at and where I definitely am trying to build connections and talk to people there. Okay. Um, so I think that'd be a really good place for us to connect. Cool. I remember uh, if you Google Kevin O'Connell, he was a backup quarterback for Tom Brady on the Patriots at one point. I think maybe the Jets too. And you were never in the same room together. No, either, so. No. All right. So this is the last question that we're going to close it out, guys. Um, so do you think you've found your niche? Um, and, and if so, what is it? Or, or if you're close, what, like, what does that look like? I'm close. You know, and I think it's a journey. And I might change my answer when I'm 40 or 50 and things like that and even five years from now. But I think... My niche is finally um, being comfortable with who I am yeah. and bringing that message to other people, but not doing it in a way that I'm a motivational speaker, a yeah. professional speaker. Yeah. I'm just going to keep living and doing my thing. I'm going to run Hurricane Productions, and I'm going to make it a great company based upon the people that work there and the product that we put out. I'm going to keep building my second business, which is Media Cutlet. We're going to build that. We're going to brand the hell out of that thing. Awesome. And you know, I think I will find my niche when um, maybe I'm being able to talk to pe more people yeah. and not so focused on building the business. I think right now I'm in super operator mode yeah. and I need to maybe turn to more relationship yeah. mode and I'm gonna try that. And when I get to a good balance, I think that's when I, I'll find my niche. But on the way, I feel like I've, yeah. I'm building the blocks. Cool. Ben, I can't thank you enough, man. Thanks, man. Um, we're gonna do some happy hours. We're gonna, gonna we, got, we got a good future. I think uh, some partnerships happen. But seriously, I, I can't believe that um, Vin is the first guest here from New Jersey, from Rutgers. Uh, just a lot of crazy parallels and a lot of serendipity. And it was all because I read, I was on Instagram at the right That's time. It. That's it. Uh, read your post for five minutes and was like, this guy needs to be on here. And I don't know if you if you want to do more live stuff with other people, but like, you know, other people that are close, like, come yeah. visit Kevin. If he's yeah. invited you to your podcast, get in the car, come to DC. Yeah. It's, it's great. Three, three and a half hours. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Until next time.